don't ever buy or invest in a property, single-family house particularly, that you're counting on flipping it for the profit, and it will not cash flow in the event you have to rent it out. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes a free service. Here comes a free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714 I interviewed her about her best ever advice, talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you got 500 units or even a handful of units go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe that's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe they're going to give you a free 30 minute goal strategy session they'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe again if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Jay Connor. How you doing, Jay? Hey, I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on the show. My pleasure. Nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Jay. He is the president of the Private Money Authority. He teaches real estate investors how to get unlimited funding and connect private lenders with investors. He has been buying and selling homes for 14 years and has been involved in over $52 million in transactions. With that being said, Jay, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Absolutely, Joe. My wife, Carol Joy, and I, living here in eastern North Carolina, we've been buying and selling single-family houses. We also do commercial as well. We've got a shopping center, but our focus has been single-family houses for the past 14 years. We don't do a lot of transactions per month or per year. We do about two to three transactions a month, but the average profit right now in the past 12 months running is $64,000 profit per deal on a single-family house. And I want to drive this point home, Joe, to you and your listeners, and that is you don't have to be in a big market to make significant income. Our total target market is only 40,000 people. In fact, Moorhead City, North Carolina, 
has only got 8,000 people. So the communities and towns surrounding right here in Moorhead City is where we target. And up until eight years ago, all of our funding was taking place by using lines of credit at the bank. And then with no notice, we got cut off from the banks and didn't have funding. And then I was introduced to this wonderful world of private money, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And that's how we've been funding our deals ever since. About 25% of our deals we get from tracking foreclosures in the local market, tracking them before they get into the multiple listing service. And we do a lot of Facebook marketing, finding sellers and buyers and that alike. And as of the past six and a half years ago, we've automated our business using virtual assistants to where I'm actually working in the business only about 10 hours a week or less. And we're doing about 35 live events across the nation teaching and showing other real estate investors how to get funding for their deals and not relying on the banks. Mm -hmm. And what's your business model behind doing those live events? Well, the business model to the real estate investors is that about 50% of the homes that we buy, well, let me back up, the majority of the homes that we buy, in fact, to be exact, 87% of the houses we buy we fund with private money. That mm-hmm. could be bank-owned properties that are ugly houses that need rehabbing. We do a yep. lot of rehabs. We've rehabbed over 350 houses to date. Or it could be what we call a pretty house in the business, as you know, that doesn't need any rehab, but the seller requires all the funding up front. Now, 13% of the deals we will buy using some type of creative financing, such as buying subject to the existing note, lease purchase, options, owner or seller financing, etc. But what we've learned over the last few years is that no matter how good of a negotiator we are, 87% of all sellers are going to require all funding when you buy, whether it's in the multiple listing service or if it's for sale by owner. We use private funding to fund those deals from private lenders. We've got about 44 private lenders funding our deals now, a little over $5 million that we keep investing in and out, in and out. So we get them ready to market quickly. We do business with contractors. We have our own crews as well for those that we're going to rehab. And then about half of them we sell on rent to own or lease purchase to tenant buyers where we get them into credit repair, get them ready for a mortgage to cash out in about nine months down the road. And the others today, since the market is so hot, we'll just go ahead and sell them in the multiple listing service. And just to make sure I'm clear on the live events, I mean, you're doing 35 live events across the nation, so clearly that's a focus. What's your business model behind doing the live events? The live events that we're presenting across the nation are all real estate investors that are either newbies and have Uh never done a real estate deal before, or they're seasoned real estate investors and they're all looking for more funding for their deals regardless of their credit, income, or experience. Okay. But I'm asking, why do you do the live events? What's your business model? How do you make money from the live events? Because I'm sure there's got to be a business angle to it as well. That's my question. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't understand the question. So of the 35 live events, four of those live events are our own that we have right here in Atlantic Beach, Moorhead City, North Carolina. And the other events that we do, other real estate investor speakers or promoters will have guest speakers on the platform. And so I will come in, I'll teach private money, and then for those students that want to learn all the nuts and bolts about private money, then they'll have an opportunity to work with me one-on-one. So you got a consulting or a coaching program within that? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I'm with you. That makes sense. 
So let's talk about you're focused on single family homes, but you have dipped your toe in the water of commercial real estate because you mentioned you have a shopping center. Pros and cons to both, and why do you focus on single family homes? Single family homes are the quickest way in order to get big checks instead of commercial is much more of a long-term building wealth. I recommend you do both and not just concentrate on one. Using private money and private funding is the quickest way that I know for real estate investors to get a big check, and here's why. The way I use private money, and by the way, I'm a private lender myself, using my own self-directed IRA to fund other real estate investors' deals. But using the private money, we always borrow more than we need to actually buy the property. And as a result, in using private money, we get 100% of our funding up front. So we're not talking hard money. We're actually talking getting funding directly from the private lenders. And I actually match up private lenders with real estate investors and borrowers all across the nation. But as I say, it's the quickest way I know to get a big check. We borrow 100% of the funding. We don't have to bring any of our own money to the deal for the closing. And we get a check when we buy. Then we get another check if you're selling on rent to own. And then, of course, another check when we cash out. Back to your pros and cons. When borrowing private money for commercial or duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes, or even larger apartment complexes, The term of the note will be longer, but the interest rate will be smaller. The interest rate right now in single-family houses that private lenders get is about 8%, but that's fantastic compared to the average hard money across the nation, which is 14% plus points and origination fees and such. So the pros and cons bottom line, the single-family houses, much, much bigger checks quicker, commercial, long-term building wealth. So do you take the profits that you make in the single family since you just mentioned commercials, more long-term building wealth? Are you planning on investing in more commercial or do you do buy and hold stuff for your own portfolio? What do you do with the profits to set up long-term? Right now for the long-term, I'm doing more shopping center. In fact, I'm adding on to the current shopping centers that we have. I am adding to the long-term portfolio. However, with the market being as hot as it is right now in single-family houses, I'm putting a lot of those profits right back into that because the houses are just turning so fast. So you have multiple shopping centers. Actually, we have two. You have two shopping centers in your And they're right here in our area. Oh, cool. So they're in Moorhead City? Yep, in Moorhead City and Newport. I want to switch to single-family home stuff, but I have a couple more follow-up questions on the shopping centers. You said you're adding on to them. What are you doing exactly? We're just adding more retail space. So these shopping centers are all retail space. And so we went through a period until about a year ago to where some of the spaces were staying empty. But as of a few months ago, the spaces are totally filled up. And we've got demand now. The more retailers are just asking for retail space. So due to demand, we're just going to expand the size of the shopping centers. So now let's focus on the two to three transactions a month that you're doing. Congratulations. You said you're making $64,000 profit per deal on two to three transactions. Walk us through the last deal you made at least $64,000 on. And can you outline the numbers? Sure, absolutely. Let me think here just a moment on a very recent deal. I will tell you as a side note, the most profitable deal that I've ever done actually was not using private money. 
it's been a while, but I bought a lot subject to the existing note, and the person just actually had to talk me into buying it. But actually, Joe, it was a piece of land overlooking the marsh. We're all right here in a resort area. We pocketed $225,000 in four months just taking over the note subject to. But recently, I'll give you one that we just cashed out on. It's on Merle Drive down Highway 24, which is very, very close to where Joy and I live. So let's start at the beginning of that house. We started out of that house locating it through our foreclosure system. So we have, as I mentioned, about 25% of our deals we get through our foreclosure system, which consists of tracking each notice of default in our area. And we have an eight-letter direct mail campaign that we mail out to the owners to see if we can provide a solution, put some money in their pockets so that the bank is not foreclosing and they've got to start over with no money. So these people responded to our eight-letter campaign. So we contacted them, negotiated the deal. So we were able to buy the house for $80,000. And we just did this like three months ago, very, very recent when we bought it. The house did need some rehab, but the house did not need a lot of rehab. House needed less than $20,000 in rehab. But go ahead and round it on up. We put it in MLS, Joe, on a Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock. By Saturday evening at 7 o'clock, we had three offers, and then one of them was actually more than list price. Listed at $179,900, went under contract to cash out at $180,200. So how did we find it? by the foreclosure system, mailing them letters, eight direct mail letters, negotiating with them. Then we funded it with private money. And another cool thing about the private money is we're able to close very, very quickly, which is very, very important to a for sale by owner, get the funds very quickly. Then we did the rehab quickly, put it in MLS, and cashed out. The eight letters that you send the potential seller are they the same letters on different stationery, or are they different messages that they receive? Each message starts intensifying a little bit more and more. Each letter looks different. Each letter is in a different envelope. Each envelope is hand-addressed. Each envelope is a different color and a different size. And by the time we get to number seven and we get to number eight, we're using a very, very big envelope on seven and number eight. They actually get <laughs> a gold tube with a rattle inside of it just for the sake of curiosity. So, of course, with each letter, we also start talking about how time is running out and time is the time of its essence. If you're interested into a solution and having some cash you put in your pocket, reach out to us and we'll see what we can do. We also mail these letters three days apart. So here in North Carolina, from the time of a notice of default until the hearing date is typically about four weeks to six weeks, depending. After the hearing date, then the sale date's about two weeks after that. So it's about eight weeks from the time of the notice of default. So at three days apart, we're going through these letters about every 24 days, and we'll keep mailing the letters until we have a response or until a house goes to sale. Do you do any follow-up phone calls? No, we haven't been doing any phone calls, and I don't knock on doors either. <laughs> but, you know, believe it or not, the United States Postal Service is still in business, and due to everything and so much being online these days with the marketing, when you go in with your marketing to using the post office, 
you don't have near as much competition in the mailbox as you used to. In fact, these letters, we get a cumulative response of 57%. I know the definition of cumulative, but I feel like that's an important word when you said 57% because that's astronomically higher than the typical direct mail response that I've heard. So can you elaborate on that response rate? Sure. When I say a cumulative response, what we're saying is is sometimes we'll get a response from the first letter. Sometimes it'll be the second letter. Sometimes we won't get a response until the seventh letter. That's why it's so important in direct mail to not rely just on one mailer. As I say, we're doing eight different mailers. Now, bear in mind, 57% response. The definition of response also includes vulgarity. Right. Yeah, of course. So do you, how is your team structured? Who's fielding these phone calls? One principle of marketing, whether you're a real estate investor or any other industry, is the more ways that you give a potential respondent to respond, the more responses you get. So when we mail the first letter, the only call to action is a cell phone number to an individual's name. The second letter that goes out, we then include, it's going from a handwritten note to actually on a piece of stationery, and we'll give not only the cell phone number, but then we'll give an email address. The third letter that goes out, we'll give the cell phone number, the email address, and then a 24-hour recorded message hotline that we know people can bail out on if they don't want to talk to anybody. However, the beautiful thing about using a 24-hour recorded message hotline is that you're able to capture 100% of the phone numbers when someone dials in so you can reach back out to them if you want to. Believe it or not, we still get people to use fax machines, which blows my mind. So we'll even include a fax number in there. What letter does the fax machine come into? That doesn't show up to letter number five. Okay. <laughs> What's new on number four? Anything? Well, we're doing the progression. So cell phone, then cell phone and email, and then cell phone, email, 24-hour recorded message hotline. And then we do add a tear-off. Actually, people can just write in their information and put it in the envelope and mail it back in to us. So we're still allowing people to respond by mailing back in. We also, of course, have the website. So people can go to the website and say, hey, if you'd like for us to make you a fast cash offer right here on our website, then here's our website. So we end up having many multiple ways people can respond. Do you do I imagine text message is one of those in letters what five through eight? Absolutely, as you know, that's how people are communicating these days. As a matter of fact, when someone calls the twenty four hour recording message hotline or they call one of our live operator hotlines and they just do like a hang up or they don't talk, we've captured the phone number and we will actually text back to them and say, hey, this is Pat with Connor Properties. Saw where you called about the possibility of selling your house. When's a good time to text? So we actually start using that text language. When's a good time to text? Because that's so much less invasive than like a phone call. I'm grateful that you shared with us this progression. Describe a deal that has completely flopped for you. Mm, I'll tell you a deal that's flopped for me. I'll tell you three deals that's flopped for me. And they all flopped for the same reason, Joe. And the reason they flopped is because all three of these deals, which were all done the same year, so we're going to go back to about 10 years ago. And we know what was going on about 10 years ago. They all three flopped 
and this is the biggest mistake I've made in real estate, and that is don't ever buy or invest in a property, single-family house particularly, that you're counting on flipping it for the profit, and it will not cash flow in the event you have to rent it out. So what do I mean by that? We live here in a resort area over on the beach, so I invested in these three condos, and the market was hot, 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 so like it is now. So I bought those properties, got them all rehabbed really quickly. By the time I got them in MLS, the market had already started to cool off very quickly. And here's the big lesson. If I had started to rent them out immediately, they would not have cash flowed at the time of just renting them out. So as a result, for years, lost money. I mean, we put them on the rental market but lost money on them because they would not cash flow on the rent to cover the underlying mortgages that I had on them. So lesson learned, that's great to be investing in a property that you're going to flip and make the profit on it, but run the numbers and make sure it will cash flow in the event you have to step back with a different exit strategy or different strategy and rent that property out. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Do not rely on the banks to fund your deals because I got cut off with no notice. I had lines of credit at the bank, and I got cut off with no notice. I had never been late on a payment, had an 800 credit score, and I had two deals under contract. Now, this goes back about eight years ago, and I called up my banker, and there was this dead silence on the other end of the phone, which is never a good sign. My banker cleared his throat and said, I'm sorry, Jay, but we've had to collapse your line of credit. I said, what do you mean? He said, we're just not loaning out money to real estate investors anymore. Well, let me tell you something. Coincidence is my definition of God's way of staying anonymous. And in less than two weeks, I was introduced to this wonderful world of private money. And since then, I have yet to miss out on a deal because I did not have the funding. Was that a community bank or credit union? Actually, it was a pretty large bank. It was not a community bank. It's one of the largest banks on the East Coast. Okay. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm confident that you are. First, though, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at TargetMarketInsights.com. That's TargetMarketInsights.com. What's the best ever book you've read? No question about it. University of Success by Og Mandino. Best ever deal you've done? Best ever deal I've done was over at Pineville Shores. A year ago, profited almost $300,000. 
funded with private money, founded with the foreclosure system. Where did you meet your first private money person? At church on a Wednesday night. What's a mistake on a transaction that you've made that you haven't mentioned already? Well, that was the big one. Buying to flip instead of buying to hold. Here's a common mistake, not only with myself when I started out, but other real estate investors and my students. And that is, know the calculation that determines what your maximum allowable offer will be and let the math make the decision on your investment and not your emotions. What's the best ever way you like to give back? Oh, my lands, Joe. I'm so glad you asked that, and here's why. About four months ago, and I plan on sticking with it for a long time, I am giving back totally free with no hooks and no conditions, free real estate investing content and advice, and I call it Free Coaching Fridays. It's every Friday afternoon at 3.30 Eastern Time on Facebook. I live stream it. People show up and ask their questions, and I'll go for an hour at the time. And if somebody's interested in that free content like you do, Joe, they can just go to Facebook and look for Jay Connor with an ER, the Private Money Authority. What is the best place the best ever listeners can get in touch with you outside of Facebook Live at 3.30? Tell you what, just as a thank you for everybody tuning in, I've got some free gifts. I've got my book called The New Masters of Real Estate, Getting Deals Done in the New Economy. And I've got an audio that goes over the five steps as to how I got $2,150,000 in private money in less than 90 days when I was cut off from the banks. All those are free just for the asking. Here's the website on how to reach me and get those gifts, jayconner.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com, forward slash best ever, all in lowercase. Jay, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for talking about the pros and cons for shopping centers and single-family homes and then why you're focused on single-family homes, the approach that you take, a case study that you walked us through, and the ways that you and your team approach direct mail. That's the primary method that you get the foreclosures that you track and the deals that you do and how each letter has a progression of ways to reach out to you from cell phone and then from cell phone to email, et cetera, et cetera. And then a couple things to watch out for, like making sure that we have multiple exit strategies. In your case, when you're fixing and flipping, make sure that you can also rent it out in cash flow, which I imagine could be a challenge depending on the type of private money that you're securing. But if you do have the right private money structure, then you can certainly pivot. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day, Jay, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Joe. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that, a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at TargetMarketInsights.com. That's TargetMarketInsights.com.